This week, we're talking about Microsoft's extended showcase, DLC and mods, and so much more. This is the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. This is a song I wrote about the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. I am your host, Spencer, and with me is a man who is older than he is next week. It's my co-host, Mike. I had to think about that again. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. This is some Inception stuff. I am messing with you hard. And no one knows. And no one knows. Yet. God, my head hurts. I'm not going to be able to talk this episode because my head hurts too bad. <laughs> okay, well, no. Uh, take a Tylenol. We can give it five, and then you got to be... Come on. I need you. <laughs> How you okay, doing? Okay, we'll see in five, everyone. <laughs> yeah. T- t- all right, everybody. Take a quick five. Um, How you doing? How was your week with gaming? I have news. Uh-oh. It's a news podcast, so I'd be remiss. After all of this talk about all of the cool Nintendo games coming out, I finally caved and lost my DS light. No, <laughs> I uh, finally ordered a Switch. I had to bring the DS Lite thing up so you wouldn't. <laughs> I wasn't going to. That caught me so off guard. Oh my god. <laughs> my long game, on par. <laughs> oh my short my game, not so much. I love it. I also love that you got a Switch. I'm very excited. I'm very excited for you. I think actually in the closing minutes of one of the pre-recorded episodes, so I guess you can go through that too, that we're going to have a couple pre-recorded episodes for the next couple of weeks. Um, no, you just did a good was, job. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, there's the other news. Um, unofficial announcement. Sunday, we were, we were doing some of our pre-recordings and we we're getting towards the end. And I saw there was a switch on sale uh, on Craigslist. Like 180 bucks or something came with two games. Like, okay, whatever. I have like a Google Voice number, which like, if it is a scam, spam thing, whatever, I can just torch that number and be done with it forever. Um, so I texted them. I was like, hey, is this still available? And they're like, yeah, it comes with four games. I was like, that's not what you said in the ad. And they had like an Ohio... Um, area code and i don't live in ohio um and i was like okay can you do local pickup like can you meet somewhere and he's like no can't do local pickup have to ship and i was like okay well are you in the area that you're posting says it's for and the guy was like um no i'm out of town on business but we'll have my wife ship it and I was like, well, it doesn't matter if you're out of town and your wife's going to ship it if you're implying that your wife is in the same area as me. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, do you want it or not? I was like, nope. Mine. So that was the first funny story about trying to get a Switch. And then I almost bought, there was a Prime deal for a Switch Lite. Um, 
which was just the Switch Lite, and then a 128 gig SD card essentially for free. Mm-hmm. Um, almost did that and was talking to my wife about it. And she's like, well, my, my wife has very poor vision. Um, she's like, well, I, I can barely see the phone screen, so like, I don't really want to play on a little screen, so can we just get the normal one so I can play it on the TV? And I was like, oh, twist my arm, I guess. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Oh, twist my arm, <laughs> I, if I have to. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, we got the regular Switch uh, from Amazon, and it's supposed to come, like, it gave me like a mid-July ship date, so we'll see. It is what it is. Nice. That's really exciting. I love that you started your story about how you got a Switch. You started it with how you didn't get a Switch. I just thought that was a funny story. It's yeah. been a while since I've been on Craigslist, and I'm just glad to see that it hasn't gotten any better. <laughs> it's still just garbage, yeah. yeah. That's, that's really funny. Um, but also, yeah, really cool. And... You're getting it at a good time because we were talking about this like weeks ago at this point. But when Nintendo showed Mario Golf, you were like, this is like, like added. And that's just adding on top of the games already that were, you know, like essentially worth getting a Switch for. And like that'll be, I think that's coming out this week. Yeah. So Uh, tomorrow, I think it's the 25th. Yeah. So it's Friday. So that's exciting very exciting yeah i'm excited about that i'm really excited about the new metroid um i really i I, i'm kind of pissed because i really thought that they have metroid fusion on like the 3ds digital console and they don't when and and metroid dread is the is a um, sequel Mm -hmm. to metroid fusion and i had metroid fusion for the game boy like had it brand new when it came out I really liked that game, and then I, I traded it in at some point in my life. Now I'm regretting it, because it's like $50 anywhere, if you can find it. And really, on eBay, it's like $200. Mm-hmm. So I was really I was really kind of bummed when I saw... I saw a bunch of articles that there's like some sort of like Nintendo Ambassador program that got it for free on the 3DS, and I was like, why wouldn't you just sell it then? Like, if you already built it... Yeah, that is kind of weird. Just Nintendo being Nintendo, I guess. Yeah. Um, It's so funny because, you know, you said about how, like, it's still, like, basically you have to buy it at full price if you still want to get it, and it's how old. Um, Game Boy Advance games, I think, were, like, 35 bucks new. Were they? I think so. I don't think they were, like, 50 bucks. I think they were, like, in the 30s. You might be right. Yeah, 30 or 40, maybe. 35 is the number that's sticking in my head. Yeah. No, I think you might be right. But I mean, regardless, what I was going to get at is that like, it's just so funny. You don't think about it in the moment, but like Nintendo products are an investment. Like you are like, they're only going to accrue value. So like anytime you're sitting there and you want to buy Mario tennis aces or whatever the hell it is for the switch. And you're sitting there and you're like, I can't believe this is still $60 and it's been out since day one. It's just like, yeah, but if you just keep waiting, it's only going to go up. So it's amazing to me. I think about it often. Like, what game can I buy now and like preserve mm-hmm. in the box unopened for the next 15 years and make a couple hundred bucks on it in the future? 
And it's like, I, I can't even see, I think just, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I feel like games have lost that sentimental, like collector value. Mm-hmm. Like if the last of us part two came out, uh, 15, 20 years ago, and you still had it new in box, like people would be paying hundreds of dollars for it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you bought a new copy of Last of Us Part Two today and saved it for 15, 20 years, like you're not going to be able to sell it. Like no one's going to be interested in a physical copy of it. Maybe it's just because older things are just like more finite because like every year demand just grows. And so it just gets to the point where there's just like an amount amassed that's just it'll never go out of like there'll never be more wait there'll never be not enough supply for the amount of demand yeah like i think that's just the point we've reached but that's crazy yeah so now that i bought this switch i'm sure this uh, switch pro will be announced (laughs) you've done it congratulations you helped you helped everybody yeah um you did (laughs) so the switch um anything else did you play anything fun um did you uh win a super bowl are you back playing madden i'm playing mlb all of all of the nfl talk is getting me excited Mm -hmm. um but uh, I played a lot of MLB this week. Nice. Um, hmm? Nice. Yeah. I, I won uh, after all my trials and tribulations. I won rookie of the year. <gasps> Let's go. Hell yeah. Congratulations. I might, you. I might be able. Go on. Oh, I was just going to say you little baseball player. You. <laughs> I might be a 32-year-old rookie, but damn it, I'm a 32-year-old rookie of the year. You are going to have so many movies made about you. Oh, yeah. Seriously, congratulations. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad you got that like working again because it sounded like it was not um, and it was not fun. So Yeah, it was. On, it honestly wasn't. <laughs> like I did, I did stop playing for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I just had enough. Um. Other than that, I'm trying to think for the past week what I've played. I tried playing Sea of Thieves today. Um, there's a rumor that um, Microsoft is starting to move some xCloud games to Series X hardware, which I don't know how that works, how they can have a couple games that are on hardware and some that aren't, but okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So I was playing around with that on my phone today. Very little bit. Um, yeah, other than that, Justine and I played some more um, It Takes Two. Oh, nice. Still a great game. Great couch co-op game. Then Nass. Yeah. That's good. I'm excited. I'm excited to get that now. Um, now that you said that, like, you and Justine have liked it. Um, I was, I mean, I, I was already... I was already anticipating getting it um, for Shelby and I to play, but as soon as you yeah, it's that, like stamp of approval, like yeah, because we played it. It honestly, just like looking at it, and I could be totally off base here, but it kind of just 
reminded me like it would play similarly to how Unravel 2 played in like some ways just because it's like platforming and like some puzzles and stuff right so um and we had a blast playing that so I just kind of figured this one would be like you know easy for us to do together yeah I think so and like Justine doesn't play games very often Mm -hmm. um I think I might have talked I don't know if it was last week's episode or one of the ones we recorded but um she's really good at uh like the original mario games Mm -hmm. so the platforming kind of worked for her um so yeah it's been fun i think she enjoyed it that's awesome how was your week playing mlb it was good i did play mlb you got me um i also i think it was this week but it might have been last week technically and i'm just remembering to mention it now uh i bought Mafia 2. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, because it was a part of the double discount, I think, on the PlayStation Store. Um, so it was like 10 bucks. And ever since they had done like the remaster um, of 1 and 2, I've been wanting to pick those up. And I didn't pick up 1 because that's, for some reason, that's $40. Like full price and then the mafia 2 is $30 full price don't know why uh and when they go on sale the mafia goes to like $30 and mafia 2 was going to like 15 but when it dropped to 10 I was like I don't think it's gonna go much lower than that for a while so I was like I might as well just jump on it now so I'll probably play that soon ish you know I'll probably start mixing that in with some MLB but We'll see when that actually happens. But yeah, um, that's that's it. That's all the exciting news for me. I'm excited for the. I know we do this at the end, but I'm I'm very excited for Mario Golf. So I'm looking yeah, forward to. I'm going on vacation for a couple of weeks. So that's why we had to pre-record. Reminder. Um, but yeah, uh, once I'm back, I'm excited to get that and start playing it. I'm I'm this... really looking forward to that. This Friday, well, honestly, the next couple days are going to be really good for the Switch. Um, because you have Mario Golf on Friday, you have uh Tony Hawk mm-hmm. coming on Friday for the Switch, then on the 29th, um, there's a Destroy All Humans port coming to the Switch, which I'm sure is a great game for the Switch, but that game blows my mind that like it just keeps coming back for I think like probably like $30. That's that's probably the the remaster that just got put out not too long ago, right? Probably. I, yeah. I have to imagine. I honestly, I wanted to pick it up because like the remaster, like it looked, everything looked good. And that was a game that I did not play when, I mean, God, that was like 2006 probably that that came out. Yeah. That game is one of my better, um, I guess for us, it would have been movie gallery, but like blockbuster. Mm-hmm. That's the first time I played that game, got it from, I was one of the two. It was probably movie gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I ended up buying it in the future. I might, I might have it somewhere for PS2. But that's a fun game. That's a that's going to be one of those good games. Like, if you just want to fuck around for a couple hours, that's all I did. Like, I don't think I ever beat it. Yeah. But it was fun just to mess around, throw um, cows with a UFO. 
I'm sure I'll pick it up in three years when I finally get around to it in my backlog. Um, yeah. All right. Let's get into this past week. Um, not a ton because obviously we're now one week removed from E3 Summer Games Fest. So we're kind of waiting for other developers to do like some of their own pop-up um, showcases to do like extended looks into stuff that they did at E3. And we got the first one of those. Uh, Microsoft wasted no time and immediately did an extended showcase. And it was... Trying to th- I'm trying to see what, to- uh, what day it was. Uh, it might have been like a week ago today or like today if you're listening to it yeah Um, and they got paris lily right yeah which chef's kiss oh my god yeah uh so if you don't know who he is he's been a part of gamertag radio uh for oh my god i don't know how long and recently he started doing more stuff with kind of funny um and he he this this past year he really just blew up to just give him some praise he he is pretty awesome also he is like i think he is the most positive person i follow on twitter so for that alone it's worth it and oh yeah and then he also you know mixes in talking about video games and stuff but i mean he i mean he's just like he all around is just a really great person. So they got him to do this showcase to host it. And um, he had this like whole funny bit where he was showing off his, um, (laughs) he was showing off his like custom controller. That was like one thing that they uh, showed at this. I think you made a custom controller, right? I literally, so in the very beginning, um, Paris was like talking through some of the things they're going to talk to me. Like we have new accessory news. And I was like, design labs coming back. (laughs) I just, I Googled Xbox design lab and I was already on the site before it was announced. That's, that's so funny. It was so slow. People must've had the same idea. (laughs) Oh my God. But, but yes, I did. I did create my controller Mm -hmm. and buy it before the show was over. That's awesome. I was going to say you did end up getting one, right? That's, that's really cool. I wish uh, on my Twitter at the Bantalorian if you want to see it. I put screenshots. Yeah, I, I that's that's how I saw it. I didn't know if you had actually placed the order or not, or if you had just built it out. But um, I would love if PlayStation did something like this, um, yeah, for yeah. for the Dual Sense. But instead, they'll just put out their own colorways uh, at a very slow pace, and they'll be pink and call them red. <laughs> Exactly. But he had a Paris said this whole funny thing. Uh, again, if you follow him on Twitter, he's constantly calling out Khalif Adams and saying that he's mm-hmm. he can't cook. And he literally put on his controller. Uh, was what was it? Cock can't cook or something like that. Cock can't cook. Yeah. <laughs> and that was just so funny. Like he just put him on like he already puts him on blast daily. Like he named his grill that has a phone app. It's in his phone as cock can't cook and it's just it's just unrelenting and just so funny that they have this beef uh going back and forth that's fairly lighthearted, and i love it so much and that was that was uh definitely a highlight 
Um, it's God. Can we can we just have a a, a Paris Lily um, stand moment? <laughs> of course. Um, seriously, if you just like if you're on Twitter and you just need like a constant positive force, mm-hmm. there's like two people. There's like two groups of people that I have started following on Twitter, and it's Paris Lily, just his account, and Paris Lily stan accounts. Because <laughs> the amount of love that that guy gets is just insane. Mm-hmm. And it's it's amazing. So I was um I was just kind of reading about him after this. Um and he he like he is not like a full-time I don't know, influencer, I guess I'll say. Like he has a full-time job. He works in like uh computer security or something like that. InfoStack. For I forget which company. Like he's got like a full time job, and he did post something on Twitter today. I think that uh, he he uh, put an application in somewhere. I think insinuating it's within the game industry. I know. Um, oh, what the hell's his name? I'm kind of funny. Um, Greg Miller retweeted it and said, "Like, smashes refresh on email inbox." <laughs> but, yeah, just just great i was so happy when i saw that he was hosting it like it it really made the show yeah he also has i think one of the greatest voices ever yes um so that alone like uh if you ever watch like any of his videos talking about stuff or if you listen to uh any interviews or podcasts that he's on like that alone just to like listen to his voice uh vicious 696 is his twitter handle so yes um, and i i don't know i don't think he's on twitch i was i was trying to find i assumed he had a twitch but i was trying to look him up under like the same name and couldn't find him so yeah i know he's mostly just on i mean he he does have twitch partner in his uh so he must be under a different name oh does he but he does have like his own youtube channel and stuff too but yeah so Paris, 10 out of 10. Um, but yeah, so basically the this showcase didn't really show... Well, it did show new stuff. It showed more from beyond uh, what they showed at E3, obviously. Um, like giving just new details that they weren't able to share and stuff like that. But um, for the most part, it was just a lot of games that they had shown at E3. But the one new thing that we got like a first glance at was the new hellblade game mm-hmm. um and actually a real real quick aside um so hellblade uh the first game is on playstation um yes outer worlds the first game is on playstation um but obviously i, I think it's safe to assume that the the sequels that have been announced now uh will not be on PlayStation. And uh, I saw a funny thing that Xbox was tweeting uh, about like other names that they were potentially going to use for the Outer Worlds 2 um, or that like it doesn't even have a name yet, I guess, but I don't know. Um, and so many people were like in the comments, like trashing Xbox for 
like allowing a game to be elsewhere and then buying that company and forcing them to put the game only on Xbox. And I was just like, didn't Sony do that with Insomniac? Like, like what? Yeah. They robbed, they robbed us of sunset overdrive too. (laughs) It's just like, what are you doing? What are you fighting? Like, stop just stop everybody stop all right like (laughs) yeah it's the whole these are people who didn't even play the first hellblade or the first outer worlds they're they're just doing it to say it and it's just so tiring or they didn't play the first starfield either (laughs) so like what the fuck (laughs) i know they're still getting mad about it oh my god um but yeah it's it's been really funny to watch like all these like news articles like why why sony players should still have hope that the next fallout or the next elder scrolls will be on playstation and it's just like with each passing day i keep telling myself like it's not going to be on playstation it's better to set my expectations low and potentially be blown away uh but realistically i'll just i'll just get a a device that i'll be able to play these games on so no sweat really just just buy Game Pass Ultimate for like a month or however long you need to play these games. I mean, if I have a beefy enough computer, I'll just buy Game Pass Ultimate and. Right. I mean, that that too. But yeah, I mean, for like the general public mm-hmm. that is concerned about not being able to play any of these games. Or I guess I should say buy these games and keep them in their backlog for a whole generation. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Just like I don't know. I hope people aren't too stuck up that they can't be like, oh, I, I, I'm a, I'm a Sony fan. I can't give Xbox any money. And like they, they'd be willing to sacrifice, you know, being able to play a potentially great game. You know what? I've never even really thought about that. Do you think that's why people are so like, like I think of it as like I, I can understand somebody being upset because they only have the money to buy one or the other. Uh-huh. so sure like i can understand being a little upset but like not you know well, like you can not literally, to the extent but yeah for the price of one of these games you can buy game pass ultimate for almost almost five months now mm-hmm. yeah I, and, I, I, and I play these games <laughs> i didn't think about that uh hmm. so yeah i don't i don't i don't want to sound unempathetic to like if people had to choose between one or the other, but like if you're so gung ho with buying these games, like you could literally save money just by having, um, by having game pass, unless you're just like too much of a fanboy to give any of money to Xbox. Like that's, that's wild. I never even really considered that, but I'm sure that yeah. is what some, some group of people are doing. I don't care. Like, I will literally... Uh, listen, you're going to give me a good product? Take my money, you know? Learning not to hate Xbox was one of the more enlightening things that ever has ever happened in my life. <laughs> I... Yeah, I mean, I think once... Now we're just... We're, we are completely off base here. Um, but, like... Our show like ps3 era right was like the super mm-hmm. I, well that's when we were in the super toxic 
because it's still super toxic, but we're just outside of it. And we're just like, we're bigger than that, you know? Like, Hell yeah. We're not children anymore. But no, that is, I mean, yeah, that no, is basically what happened. I mean, because again, it still is toxic. It's just like, we, we managed to pull ourselves out of it. And it's just like, it's just one of those things like with, with you can like look at it for more than just video games. All That's all I'll say. But like, you grow up just a little bit. You, you just open your mind a little bit and like, you realize why did I hate Xbox? They literally didn't affect me in any way whatsoever other than the kid down the hall screaming that I'm a loser because I play on PlayStation. Like that was it. And that never happened to me. (laughs) Yeah, that's, it's wild. And not to like also sound unempathetic to like people who may not have the internet to be able to like stream games and, you know, have the easy solution that I'm proposing. But I feel like the people getting mad at this are the people that have enough internet capacity to go and watch these videos and shit post all day. So you probably have enough internet to stream a game on xCloud. Yeah. I yeah. And anyway. Like you said, not last thing. Like not to sound unempathetic, but like have you ever thought about not being poor? So anyway. Uh <laughs> I'm joking. Um, (laughs) So yeah, we did get to see that, which we've known, um, or it's at least been rumored, that Senua's Saga, Senua's Saga, Hellblade 2, um, is is on its way. And so basically it was just like an engine look at it. It wasn't like gameplay, Um, but yeah. Yeah, I... I started playing the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I think we got it for free on PlayStation. I almost kind of think the first one was like a timed exclusive for PlayStation. I know Ninja Theory had a history of making PlayStation games. Like I can't, uh, what is it, Bravely Default or something like that? Okay. Um, I I think they made that too, and I'm pretty sure that was a PlayStation exclusive, like maybe in the PS2 era. era. Um, but pretty exciting. I definitely want to finish the first one. That's what I'm playing on xCloud. So it's basically like whenever I need a quick break, I just kind of hop into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was cool. They just showed that even though there wasn't really any gameplay, they showed some of the development process, which like I think is important because now like video game, like development design is, you know, becoming a pretty viable job for people mm-hmm. um we kind of talked about uh design lab which is super cool i know i've been waiting a while for that um did you have anything else on on design lab other than pb poo poo playstation <laughs> you'll never get it pb poo poo playstation i'll never get it yeah other than I guess shelling out like a hundred and thirty dollars to send it to like a custom skins thing, right? And like buy a scuff controller. Yeah. So, but it, I I love that. I think honestly, it's just like I don't. How much does an Xbox controller cost? Does it cost seventy? Um, some of them do. I think the newer colorways were like sixty five, maybe. 
Because, like, to me, like, I think a DualSense costs $70. But, like, if you just gave people the custom ability, like, like, the customization options to just, like, freely, like, create a controller that looks however they want it to, like, it just seems like a really simple way to, like, get a quick upcharge on somebody. But also people are happy, right? I mean, like, because they get a controller that, that is unique to them. So, like, it just seems, it seems like a really easy thing to do i was just curious if they were upcharging for it or if it was just the same price honestly not really i mean maybe five bucks Mm -hmm. um if you want to do like the engraving it's like an additional 10 Um, that's awesome like that is so fucking cool right i do know so in the old so they had design lab and then when the series consoles came out they stopped it Mm -hmm. to start transitioning to the new controllers and in the old design lab, you can actually kind of pick your materials too. And then that would obviously raise the price some. So like you could put on like different textured grips or like metal buttons or things like that. Um, and that would upcharge it. They didn't have that option this time, but I'm sure they'll bring it back mm-hmm. eventually. Um, but yeah, really cool. My, my, um, I guess I'm striving to be one of those people that just has a wall of Xbox controllers. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I don't need any more Xbox controllers than I already have since my Xbox One controllers work with my Series X just fine. But like also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, PlayStation had two new colorways come out. Um, and like the, the Midnight Black one or midnight blue i forget but uh that, yeah. that one looked slick and i was like, i think chris oh. got that i was like oh i like that one and honestly uh the other one was well like a red and was it like a red and black or something it was allegedly red i'm pretty sure that was the color that's the actual color name yeah so but it's actually pink oh okay well so that also it looked slick from what i was like looking at but uh I don't know, like, neither one, like, was doing it enough for me, because I already have two controllers. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, ugh, you know? So mm-hmm. I'll wait for the all-gold one that costs, like, $90, and I'll get that one. <laughs> uh, you have to actually get, like, the 24-karat gold one when somebody inevitably <laughs> makes that if they haven't already. Didn't they? Didn't we talk about how they had a 24-karat gold PS5? Likely. I'm pretty sure we talked about that. It cost like $10,000. And I was like, honestly, Mike, at this point, this is the only viable option. <laughs> I mean, that's basically like scalper rate for a regular one. So you might <laughs> yeah. as well. Fuck it. Um, but yeah, did you have anything else you wanted to like talk about from this extended showcase? Overall, I think it was cool that they like basically jumped on this and did it um, yeah. immediately. I kind of like the format. I feel like Microsoft is kind of stealing from like what they do with... Um, like their enterprise software. Mm-hmm. Like if, I don't know if, you know, people who've ever been to a tech conference or even, you know, have been part of one online, like Microsoft Ignite or, or um, you know, Google IO or whatever, but they basically like give a little teaser. Like the first day is just like a sizzle reel. And then the following days are in-depth sessions mm-hmm. about new software, new features or whatever. So I feel like they were kind of stealing from that. And honestly, I really liked it. Like, it was cool. Like, it got me excited. And then, um, you know, I just had this showcase on in the background when I was when I was working. And, you know, it was, it was really cool. Um, 
like I paid attention. I'm I'm really excited about Psychonauts too. Um, I think that's going to be a really cool game, kind of like a retro feeling, but also modern game. Um, seeing some actual gameplay with that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and also seeing like I love Tim Schafer, so like seeing him talk about it, he was like actually the one that that previewed it. Um, so that was that was cool. Um, and yeah. I don't think I have anything else. I'm pretty sure I tuned out Battlefield. <laughs> oh, um, there's a I, tornado. Look out. Yeah, we get it, Battlefield. Shut the fuck up. Tornado simulator. And then they showed a flight sim, and they showed you flying over wherever Battlefield 2042 <laughs> takes place. It's just a tornado. <laughs> we have real-time weather events. <laughs> which flight sim actually does. It's kind of cool. That is cool. Um... And then they did show Sea of Thieves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen a lot of good feedback on that. Um, apparently people love it. And it's actually like getting people to jump into it. So they like with me, I, I have Sea of Thieves because of Game Pass. I've gotten into it a couple times, but like I just I'm not at the point in my life where I have the patience for PvP. Mm-hmm. Like especially when like you're just trying to go to a mission and someone just comes and fucks your day up. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I've seen a lot of people that are like hesitant to play this game because they're in the same boat. Um, that's that immediately gets blown up by a griefer. Um, <laughs> um, that I've started playing it just because they like, you know, they feel like they couldn't miss this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a kind of a spectacle. So that was cool. But, sea of Thieves reminds me of like that Minecraft GTA Five type game that we put an ungodly amount of time into years ago and uh-huh. like that like sea of thieves reminded me like it would be that type of game if only i could play it right and like i could just see that being but honestly i don't know like it's never really come across to me as like a game i'd want to play on my own especially if like i know there's a chance because there's nothing fucking worse than playing a game and you're in an online lobby and you're just trying to do your own shit and you're just like, why do you have to put me in an online lobby? And as you're thinking that to yourself, you get blown up by somebody who has an airstrike in GTA Five, and it's just like, right? It's just so it just gets so old so fast. So, but yeah, no the the Pirates Life stuff does look really cool. Um, you know, Captain Jack and and all that. Michael Bolton. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Um. All right. Cool. Yeah. It it was really cool. If you didn't get a chance to see it, definitely go back and uh, give it a watch. It's definitely a lot of cool stuff. Um. And like I said, now we're just kind of playing the waiting game. Um. We know Sony's got one coming. Uh. I'm sure by the end of the summer, Nintendo will have some some other uh direct of some sort. I, I would be surprised if they didn't do something. Um. And then I'm sure we'll get you know individual developers doing extended looks like this and i think i think that's awesome i definitely want to i definitely want to see more stuff like this going forward uh before we get into our dlc and mods talk there was one other thing from microsoft that was me throwing it to you Sarah Bond going off script to talk about DNI and a 
it was an investor call or, or it was an executive call. What? Wow. Sarah Bond, who is one of the, uh, I think she's, uh, <laughs> shit. I should know. I meant to look this up before, but. Is this a bit? She, she, Am I in a bit? No, she works for Microsoft. This was this was pretty big news. I think she got a lot of good feedback for it, but went off script in some executive call to call out that uh, um, there needs to be more diversity and inclusion in gaming. And obviously a lot of people said, yeah, I'm not going to say no to that. So anyway. Other Microsoft news. <laughs> no, I'm distracted. What's our other Microsoft news? Oh, the point, Michael. It's loud. <laughs> um, so Microsoft, I'm going to pull up this article too, announced that they're going to be building native Xbox games for the cloud. And the woman behind Portal will lead. That is the Verge article that, that we picked for this. Um, funny enough, the uh, person they got, Kim Swift, um, was the design director for Google Stadia. Um, so, big oof there. Um, Microsoft uh, has basically said that they see the future is with um, at least cloud gaming experiences. Um, so they're really kind of just announced beyond game streaming through Game Pass or xCloud, whatever you want to call it, that they're going to be building experiences specifically for cloud, whether it be um, cloud-only games um, that can take advantage of certain processing that you can do in the cloud that you can't do natively on a computer or on a uh, well, yeah a computer or an Xbox right now, um, or even I don't know if they they mentioned this in the um, in the interview. Uh, in the interview was with. I think it was with Polygon, maybe. I could be wrong there. Um, but Brad Sams from Thoreau uh, was talking about it, and he was saying how like there could even be more interactive experiences too. I don't know if this was just his idea he was theorizing, or if it was in in this um, in this interview. But like, basically, you could have more interaction between like console games and. Like the, the example he gave was like you could get a phone call in the game and it would actually go to your actual phone kind of thing. Like small things like that. But um, in short, Microsoft is investing in cloud and um, we could see cloud-only games. Um, the I think it was the Verge article also mentioned that um, Hideo Kojima um, has said that he would like to create a game explicitly for streaming. So maybe we're starting to put together some uh, Phil Spencer shelf things here. Uh-oh. And it also uh, confirmed Portal 3 coming to cloud. Only cloud Only and nothing cloud. about the cloud. Yes. And it's going to piss everybody off because they're going to go, oh, I have to download the cloud to, yeah. to buy Portal 3. This is unbelievable. I hate the cloud. And then 
give it a couple of years and the cloud's going to be the biggest uh, retailer for cloud games and people will get over it. Yes. That's a that's a Steam joke that cuts probably a little too deep for some of you. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, every time we see uh, something cloud-related, I, I pretty much end up saying the same thing, but it is just really cool to see that like even with the negative feedback that we keep seeing that's more like public facing it seems like there's a general consensus of we're not giving up like we're not giving up really anytime soon and i mean i think that's good i mean i think looking forward and figuring out how to like make a new way for people to enjoy and and play video games uh all around is super important that's why i want to see vr do well as well so but yeah and i think even i mean this has kind of been my thought on vr from the start but vr could basically be completely hosted on like a cloud machine Mm -hmm. i mean that would be great because like all the wires would be gone um you know, for people who have like the Oculus Quest, um, you know, you get very little storage with those things. And like, there are ways you can like put a USB card in or uh, an SD card, but like, it's pain in the ass. Um, I mean, that would alleviate all that if you just basically have the unit, the VR unit, and you're just logging into a a, a client to play these games, and you just you know, it's a service or whatever. Mm-hmm um yeah really really exciting um i i'm glad to see the push um i will say if it weren't for cloud gaming i probably wouldn't play video games as often as i do bold take yeah and uh i'm trying to think of what i'm the modern day version of but there's got to be something in the past um I don't know. <laughs> I'm probably like the modern day mobile gamer. All right. <laughs> Wouldn't the modern day mobile gamer just be a mobile gamer? I don't know. Do people still talk shit on mobile gamers? I feel like when I was in college, like all of the, like there wasn't so much like inner console or PC hate. It's just that everyone hated people who like solely play on mobile games. And I'm like, who solely plays on mobile? Except for like Karen's. <laughs> And maybe that was it. I don't know. I'm sure I missed something. Wow. You are the very thing that you hate, Michael. You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Isn't that right, Master Wine? Master Wine? I don't know who this Master Wine is, but cut the shit, Spencer. Why did we fall? (laughs) Um... Yeah, so Xbox doing things per usual, yeah. and what yeah, I'll be. Ex- Go ahead. No, I was. I'll be excited to see more news. Um, more news on this, just to see. Like, I, I think it's going to be a, a big shakeup when they're like, "Hey, Starfield only coming to cloud." Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's not. All right. He didn't mean that, everybody. All right. He yeah, didn't mean that. Oh. Literally, the game that takes place in clouds is coming only to the cloud. Mike, 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 shut up. <laughs> We're going to get canceled. 
in that case, <laughs> I got some stuff I want to get off my chest. Um, I think my last thing that I want to say is that I think my favorite part about everything that Xbox has done with like cloud things is that it hasn't been like super pushy. And in the, in the sense that like, I often miss the, like the conversations about it, like, you know, this article, for example. Um, and maybe that's just because I'm not looking hard enough, but I don't know. Like, I feel like a lot of it just goes like under the radar, but like the information's there and I don't know. I just find that really cool. Like the, the front facing stuff that they're doing is still, you know, very much what most people want to see anyway. So like, they're not throwing this in. Cause then I think that's when you really get like the eye rolls and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So I it's kind say of funny. That's like they're positive. It's kind of funny for me. Cause I kind of get it in a fork because obviously like in my feeds, like whether it be Google or, you know, whatever other sources I use for news, um, I get the gaming and like the Xbox and Game Pass news just because like obviously I'm frequently searching those things and like I have it in my interests or whatever. But also like working in uh, information systems and like enterprise software, um, xCloud actually comes up pretty frequently because they're like, yeah, this is essentially just like an alpha test for distributed computing with no noticeable lag. So, you know, I, I think it goes pretty much without saying that in five, ten years, the idea of, I, I should say, the general, like, computer that people are going to have are going to have zero, like, almost zero compute power. It's going to be basically Chromebooks. Um, just thin clients, so you can log into some instance of a computer that's in the cloud. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I I definitely don't overlook it because I feel like it's fed to me. Mm-hmm. Open wide. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. We're gonna be making a lot of Bo Burnham references for a while. Yeah. If you haven't watched Inside, oh. go watch it. Um. Last thing mm-hmm. is a pretty cool thing that was announced. Um, was Fallout London. And when I first saw this, this uh, came across my desk and I was like, oh my God, Xbox, you crazy sons of bitches. You did it. You announced the next Fallout. You and Bethesda, like you didn't do it at E3. You waited and boom, here it is. Um, But no, Fallout London is, I'll read it verbatim from their website, Fallout for london.com fallout london is an ambitious trailblazing dlc sized mod for fallout 4 bethesda game studios 2015 post-apocalyptic rpg fallout london stands apart from its contemporaries and offers an entirely new experience setting a fallout game outside of the united states true to its moniker fallout london takes place in london from stuffy parliamentary aristocrats to a resurrection of the Knights of the Round Table to an uncompromising cult of revolutionaries and more. And I, I just find this really cool because Fallout 4 has like, um, oh my God, I can't remember, but they, they're like factions and stuff. So it sounds like they've created like factions in this and stuff. And it's all just one big mod using Fallout 4. 
And I think it's, I mean, they say it themselves, very ambitious uh, and just super fascinating that uh, Bethesda has been pretty much just like, go ahead, do your thing. Um, And they've always like been, I think, fairly like open about um, allowing mods and stuff like that. They curate it to, you know, make sure nothing nefarious is slipping through. Mm-hmm. Um, Microsoft has done the same, th- has taken the same approach with Minecraft and the fat in the sense that they have like, you know, there, there are, you know, stories that people will make that like you play through, uh, Minecraft, like, like you play through the story, you know, in Minecraft and like, they'll make like escape rooms and there will be books that like give you the narrative and stuff like that. Um, and so Microsoft has been pretty good about that now too. And I just, I find this really interesting because, you know, they, for Fallout London, they, they say a DLC sized mod and it kind of gets the, it kind of gets the old brain spinning. Um, you're going to put your, uh, tinfoil hat on. Yeah. I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on and it just, no, it just makes me think like, could we see potentially in the not so distant future the near future if you will i don't know how soon but could we see something like this where uh you know instead of instead of um you know putting such a focus on season passes and uh dlcs that these companies instead uh find a way to work with like the community to make these like massive DLCs uh, by just essentially using mods or, or will, do we think mods will continue to be more uh, or creation of mods will become more and more accessible as we move forward and we'll get to see more stuff like this. Cause I find this to be just, I'm blown away. It's, it's so cool that somebody has done all this. All the, PC listeners in our audience are like, they're stealing our bit again. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of funny. It's like, I, you know, that is, that is a, a joke, but also like this stuff's been going on forever. And like the PC community, um, and there's been, there was, I forget what it was. It was something in the PC or the uh, PS3 generation that certain games are going to allow mods. Like I almost kind of think it was like new Vegas or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, and I want to say Sony shut it down or something. Um, but as far as, as far as your question, it's going to be a big, we'll see. Um, I think this is probably the first, this is one of the first good examples of like a mod that will reach the masses. So, uh, I think if, general like the general public plays it and they're like yeah this is really cool like why doesn't this happen more often i think uh game developers are going to be forced to to look at it this way um i mean again not to not to make this the software development podcast but so many things are going open source like when you actually get the community involved on various different levels, everywhere from just basically like spitballing to actually like having fans 
develop these things. Um, you know, I think we've seen a lot of success there and, and, and software at large. So, um, I think it would be a good, um, revolution in gaming. Cause I mean, I think people are pretty jaded to DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people are sick for the, that they're sick about the idea of paying for more for a game that they really should have already gotten. Like when they have DLC that comes out in the first six months, like, why didn't you just put this into the game? Mm-hmm. Um, that's not my opinion. I just feel like that's the, the general, the general thought. Right. Um, I should say that's not necessarily my opinion. Um, so I think people will see this and be like, yeah, make this the norm. Like, I'm only going to play games where, one, these, in quotes from GamesRadar, DLC-sized mods are, are, are regular. Mm-hmm. They're a common thing. And I, I do think that, as far as I can tell, this because of how large it is and um, uh, just just everything. Uh, it This particular mod is, as of right now, slated only PC. It's going to only be on PC. Um, but it is just interesting that, like, this is now in the forefront. This is what a lot of people are talking about. They're talking about Fallout London and how amazing it looks and all this other stuff. And when, like, crossing over to the console side of things where mods are you know, almost non-existent. That's what I'm getting at with like Skyrim had mods finally. And again, it's super curated. Whereas, cause on PC, as you touched on, it's been a thing for a while. You've been able to like mod and people have figured these things out. Um, but again, it's just completely, it's uncurated. Like you can find it from, you know, any sort of source. Um, so these are like mods that are like specifically, um, pushed by like the developers and like I said Minecraft now finally has mods on console doesn't have any of the cool ones but they're getting there I think the biggest obstacle that we see with console is basically what we're seeing with like the Epic v Apple trial mm-hmm. like are the um, console manufacturers going to allow this because I mean hell if everyone is out there putting uh, free mods out that you download from, and I don't know how this would work for the console. Um, I don't know if you would have to download it externally and like install it through a USB drive, or like if there is a storefront in the game. But like right. we could see that speed bump too. Mm-hmm. I almost just like wonder, like, what if you like basically sell a package? You sell like a license for people to use the game to to and mod it and stuff like that and then the person who bought and then created a mod then sells it and you the original game make some money off of that yeah i i think because then like you know oh i so i pay 30 dollars up front for the license right I'm just using arbitrary numbers, uh-huh. uh, but I pay $30 up front for the license and I make this DLC and, or I make this mod, I should say that, um, I then turn around and sell for $5. So I only, and then, you know, two of those $5 for every sale 
goes back to the original game developer. Um, so I need to sell 10 to make my money back. And, you know, like I, I don't know. I feel like something could be worked out to make it, like, again, like, more curated and, like, more in line with what, like, they want because they don't, obviously don't want they don't want you ruining their their perfect image of a game but like i don't know i I definitely feel like something could be worked out here i i definitely do feel like it would depend on the game like i I don't think a game and i'll I'll, i should say any sony exclusive game i wouldn't anticipate there being a mod for oh i'm sure but these big like sandbox open world like basically any open world bethesda game like yeah i could see being mod Mm -hmm. minecraft yeah um Sea of Thieves, sure. Mm-hmm. Games like that. Um, and I think they could all be, like like you're saying, Like I think it could be pretty fortuitous for both whoever is developing this, but also like the game developer, basically for giving a platform. Um, and then for the customer as well, like, like me, I probably wouldn't install a mod that wasn't some degree of like... You know how in GTA Five for like online maps they've got like Rockstar Verified or whatever. Exactly. Like I probably wouldn't install a mod that wasn't Bethesda Verified, right? Or Xbox Verified or whatever. So like for me as the consumer, that gives me a certain degree of confidence that I can play these things, and like I want to. Like if someone actually takes the time and cares so much, like the people like doing the Fallout London mod. Like, they love Fallout so much that they basically created their own standalone game for it. Yeah. From my understanding. Like, it's that much content. Um, like, I want to support those people. Like, that that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But I, I want it to be, like, clean on my end, too. Right. Yeah, it's just... Again, it's just, like, one of those things, like, it, it just gets you thinking. And you already touched on it, you know there seems to be a general like we're like we're i think we're just starting to get fatigue with the amount of dlc and season passes and every fucking game has a 30 dollar season pass now that has three you know three hour dlcs that you know you feel obligated to get but by the end of it you're like was that really worth it like yeah why like you said why couldn't that have just been in the base game like you like you're not giving me this like, you know, and, and and sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes it is like a truly amazing extra story and that's fine. But like, yeah, just more often than not anymore, it just feels like it doesn't make any sense. Um, I don't know. And you think I go ahead. I, I want to say more times than not, we've probably stopped each other from buying DLC than like saying, yeah, it's awesome. You should get it. Mm hmm. I mean, like, I think a prime example for us is, like, look at Spider-Man. Like, great game. Just amazing as is. Um, They came out with DLC for it. And, like, I really wanted to keep playing the game. And you were like, well, it's really, like, unless it goes on sale, not entirely worth it. Yeah. Worth 20 bucks or whatever it was. And that's the thing. Because Spider-Man is probably the best DLC I've played in forever. (laughs) Uh and and that was still my outlook on it like because it's still just like the same it's just the same mechanics you just get like a like you get like a little bit of extra story that's all that's it and so yeah generally speaking it was not worth um an additional 
I don't know how much that season pass cost. It was probably $30, but I think I got it on yeah. sale. So, but yeah. No, it's a, that is a great example. And I, I, I so often with like the Assassin's Creed's and, you know, those games, they typically have these. They do typically have, because I, I, with, uh, I'm not staying on one train of thought, but with Assassin's Creed Origins, I got the gold edition or whatever because mm. the game had been out for so long. So it was like 20 bucks to get, you know, $90 technically worth of value. And I was like, I had the mindset of like, well, because I'm so late to it, like when I'm playing it, all of the DLCs here right away. So I can just go right to it all. And it was great. Like the DLC was really cool and I, I really enjoyed it. But like with Valhalla, I've, I've played it, I've beaten it. And now I'm like, I need to move on to other stuff. And so I don't think I'm going to buy the DLC. Yeah, I my most recent DLC purchase was for Watch Dogs Legion. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did get the season pass, and that's just kind of been a mess. I mean, they just haven't had a good... They haven't stuck to their timeline at all, but they did. They've been, like, tearing out their DLC. Um, and, like, the one thing I did get was, like, three missions, but they really, like... I, I honestly couldn't even tell you what the story was. It was really nothing that was that, like, important. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have like Watch Dogs Legion Bloodline coming out on July 6th, which I'm really excited about. And I think that's going to be like a pretty significant DLC, but I'll, I'm sure I'll give an update on it. Cause I'll probably beat it in a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like they have that, and then they have like the zombie mode too, which there was a lot of confusion on that. Like it's part of, I think it's part of the season pass, but also it's only in alpha on PC right now or something like that really weird but ubisoft is definitely hit or miss yeah um but yeah like with immortals phoenix rising there's dlc for that and like i want to play it but also like i feel like by the time i finally beat immortals i'm gonna be like oh so no Mm -hmm. yeah it's weird it's like it's it's tricky so i think like if you know people have the opportunity to like completely put their hands on something and create something you know, that's when you get something like this Fallout London that I think a lot of people who haven't touched Fallout 4 in, you know, how long will be tempted to go back and play it instead of just like, hey, uh, you can have two hours of Eivor trying to uh, find her dad or some shit in Assassin's Creed. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but... I'm excited. I'm excited for, I don't know when exactly it's coming out. I guess it's supposed to be later this year, but um, I don't know if, if I'm just thinking it or if I actually read that somewhere. Um, but either way, whenever it does finally come out, I'm excited to see what people think about it and excited to see people playing it. Uh, just such a cool, such a cool project. And it's like a love letter to the game in a lot of ways, if you think about it. So to the series as a whole. For sure. Yeah, I mean, it's not a new game. Yeah. So these people have probably been working on it for since, years and years and years. Yeah, since 2015 when it came out. So, yeah, yeah. if that's not love, I don't know what is. Oh, um, That's all I got for this week. You have anything else, Mike? Hard no. Hard no? Hard no. 
we already talked about unless you had another game you're excited for mine's definitely mario golf i'm definitely excited for mario golf i wish my switch would get here faster so i could play <laughs> it this weekend um but i'm going back and forth on pro skater one and two like i've already beaten it mm-hmm. on ps4 and now i'm just like going through and trying to get trophies so i i don't know i probably won't get it until it's like deathly on sale mm-hmm because you'll you'll think about it and you'll be like, but the the portable aspect, you know, that way I can play it on the right. go. Right. Yeah. Um. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited for you to get that. I can't wait. Uh, and I can't wait to play Mario Golf together. That's gonna be fun. You know, Sunday yeah. morning. Hit the links. Hit the links. Drink some Miller Lite. Nice. Yeah. Drink some. Uh, yeah. Um. Okay. We can drink. Yeah. Well, I was no. Yeah. We just have coffee. <laughs> yeah, that sounds better. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it does. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we said it a couple of times. The next two episodes were pre-recorded, so we on vacation. Hopefully, no massive news comes out, or else um, we'll both cry and then talk about it in three weeks anyway. So, um, yeah, be sure to tune in. For those, those will be up normal time, same same time, same place, same day, and uh, yeah. If you guys don't mind, leave a review if you can. Leave a five star review on Apple, and uh, otherwise, share it. Share it with uh, share it with someone who is also going on vacation, so that way they have something to listen to on the trip. Do you like that? Is that a good one? Let's go. <laughs> All right, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, but it won't be us currently. It'll be past us. Goodbye. <laughs>